Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin in this journey. So this verse has come a warning about the people who put the believer, believing men and believing women in the trial and the persecute them then the Quran is warning them that they are going to have severe punishment and the punishment is burning in the fire of hell <coughs> and special burning now the question here is uh, the Quran is using the word believing men and believing women and the word for that is Iman and the question was directly who are the believing men and believing women who are these people so, as I mentioned actually uh, earlier that you know in every single thing people when they act whenever people act they always act from their conviction, from their belief. People believe in something, then they move. So for any action, for anything people to act, first you have to make them believe and then they do. <coughs> this is something which advertising companies have known. So what they do, they create a certain belief in the heart of the people. You know, belief can come based on the reality. Belief can come on the base of need, things that you need, and then you need to learn and you know and believe. Belief also can be created artificially. It can be created in false belief. People can create. But people actually always move on the basis of the belief. That, that understand. Whenever people move. So for example, if you want to sell certain item, the way is to create in the heart of the people the need for that thing and also convince them that if they use that, it is going to help them. So once they believe, then they are going to buy. So people's action always based on, the, on their belief. And a belief can be right, it also can be wrong, it can be for any reason. That's how people do. So in this world, whether people actually want to do right thing, you want to them do wrong thing, you always have to make them to believe in certain things. When they believe, then they will do. So that's why it is so important in, this, in the of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because all the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching people is His worship, obedience, and all those things. And people cannot do this thing unless they are convinced. And they believe in that, that is going to help them. Otherwise, they are not going to do, do. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds them that they really need to believe. They need to know these things. And once they believe, then they will do it. Belief is coming from the need of the people. And once they believe, then immediately they will act upon that. The belief must be connected with your need and it must be connected with your action. It's impossible that you believe and you don't act upon because the whole purpose of the belief is that. So for example, you know, if there's a fire, if I believe that is fire going to burn me, 
then I will say myself, but if I don't know, you know what will happen? For example, the children, children don't know many harmful things. So their mothers have to teach them and make them to believe that they are harmful. Once they know and they believe in that, then they avoid that. If the children don't know, they never can avoid it. So the simple thing is for every single action, you have to, <coughs> you have to create a right belief. So for example, you know, I'm not feeling well, so I need a medical treatment. And if that doctor who can tell me that, you know, the, the illness that you have got, <coughs> what is going to help you take honey? And once I believe in him that he's right, because I need to take something anyway, and once I believe that he's a trustworthy person, I really, he knows my illness properly, and he has prescribed something right, so I'll believe in him, and then I'll use honey. That's what I will do. So people always move from that. But sometimes actually what happens is the people don't believe. Rather, what happens is they belong to something. And the sign of that is, if they don't believe, the sign will be that they will not act. That, that's the sign. So for example, like in this country, I remember a story that I am telling the story and I will uh, mention many examples to make it as much clear as possible. So like for example, in this country, you have secular education. And then also in this country, the minorities have right to make their own schools and colleges. They have right to do this thing. Like many Muslims have madrasa. <coughs> so there are sometimes there in, in certain places, there were a struggle for Muslims to get uh, their own Islamic school. And authorities were not accepting this country they, because you know the, these Muslims believe they, because you know if their children are going to the secular education and to these schools, <coughs> what will happen is they will learn something, but the same thing is going to harm their belief. So they are thinking to have their own schools where they can teach their own values, they can teach Arabic language Islam, and at the same time they can learn national curriculum. So they believe that the school is very useful for them. And they were they were making campaign for that. I remember one of the professor here, Muslim. He said, you know, if, if, if these Muslims want my support, and he is Muslim, I will support them. <coughs> but I will never send my children to that school. So why he is supporting? He is supporting because he belongs to Muslim community, and if there is a demand for, from them, and he thinks they really want genuinely that demand to happen, and then he supports them. But he does not believe that that school is actually good for the Muslim children. He does not believe for his children. He does not believe in that. Since he does not believe, he will never send them there. So he will support, but he will not send. But there are people who support the idea, and they will send their children. Actually, they, the reason they got idea is because of the children. Many, many people, when they started Islamic school, is because they have their own children, and they wanted to have an education system where they can send their children, learn the national curriculum, but they will be safe from those beliefs and those wrong things. So that's why they come. This is actually what belief means. Belief basically means <coughs> that you, be you believe in a need, you know something you need, and you believe, and then after that, you act upon that. So for example, I'm saying, if I'm not feeling well, and a doctor tells me that your treatment is to get honey, and I, I, I know that he's right, then I'll use that. Though actually, whether I will benefit or not, it is unseen. It is not seen. And every belief like that, whether belief in this world or hereafter, every belief actually is in unseen. Whenever you, for example, when you believe that if you send your children to this school, it is going to be useful, this is unseen. The school is seen, but whether your son will get success in the school, that is unseen. In this world, actually, people don't understand really that, you know, more than 80 or 90 percent of the science is unseen. What scientists basically have got is, you know, the two types, two things scientists have got. What we can't we say, technical science 
and theoretical science, which will have theory. Technical science is very little, very little. After that, all the theories, they are, they are things which are unseen. Like a simplicity, for example, you know, rose. Rose you can see, but the smell of rose you don't see. But your belief in the rose and belief in the smell is the same. It is not that since you don't see the smell, you don't believe in, 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 in the rose. You believe, still you believe. Like for example, your mother, you see your mother, but do you see her love? You don't see. But you can, can you separate the love of the mother from the mother? Actually, the reason mothers are so important is because of the love. So actually, most things in this world, they are not seen. So whenever people believe in something, meaning is they have a need, and believing basically means they make that this person is true, and if they act upon that, they will get the right result. But the right result at that moment is not present. Unseen in everywhere. That's what belief means. Because if it is present, it's not belief. Whenever somebody says, "I believe in you," meaning it, I believe that if I do whatever you say, I will be successful. But that success is not there. It is in the future. So if I come to you and tell you that you know, if you send your school, your your son to the University of Oxford, he'll get good degree and he'll get job and this and that. You will believe in me, and then you send. But it could happen that your son comes there and gets nothing. You, you, what you believe actually is not seen. It will happen in the future. So first thing I should understand that in, in, in everything in this world, what people know is what people see is very little. Most things people don't see, but they still believe. So the technical, technical, technical part of the science is very little. Most part of science, actually, which means in the science, they are all theories. And they work. So people believe in that and belief keeps increasing because they keep working. So similarly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants, wants from the people actually this belief. First you understand that you need, you, there's a certain need that you have got. And once you believe in certain things, your need will be fulfilled. You need to teach, your, give your children right education, the education which can guarantee them job. You, you have this need. And then somebody comes and tells you, this is the answer. Here is this college, here is the school. If you send your child, you get right, <coughs> right education and then get right degree and then get job. You believe in that person and you send. You get your need, then you believe, and then after that, because you believe, you <coughs> act upon that, and then you get a result. Belief never can be disconnected from the, you know, from the need, and it never can be disconnected from the action. If you don't act, it means you don't believe really. So that I'm trying to say that, <coughs> like you know, when this person, one of the professor, he supported a Muslim school. He said to me, I was there, he said to me, but I will not send my children to this school. What the problem that is? Because he belongs to Muslim community, so he wants to support their cause. But he does not believe in what they're doing. Belief is not there. So he's supporting Islamic school for other purpose, for belonging, not because he believes in the Islamic edu education. He does not believe in the Islamic system. He does not believe. So similarly, for example, you, you know, your doctor tells me that if you get honey, it will, you know, it will be beneficial for you. It will treat you. So if I take the honey, then I can be cured. But for example, if I say, no, I belong to the honey party. You know, I'm with those people who want honey in this country, but I never use honey. Do you think I'm a believer in the honey? I don't believe. It is just belonging. So I'm trying to say sometimes people belong to something and sometimes people believe in something. Believe basically means that you feel need and somebody tells you that how your need can be done. You believe in this saying and then you act upon that and sometimes you get fruit, sometimes you don't get the fruit. That's how the belief is. So in this world, people really need, they can see that, that you know, the, all the things are there. They see there is a creator. So they want to believe in him and they want to worship and they want to use things as, as they are. 
and they also can have sense that there can be day of judgment. So many people don't know this very clearly. A messenger comes to them and tells them that you need to thank, thank Allah. He is a creator. You, if you need to have success on the day of judgment, you know, obey your, your creator, listen to him, worship him, and obey him, uh, you know, then you get success. You believe in the messenger, and then you do. You never, never can dissuade the belief from the action. I, the, the sign of the right belief is that it must be followed by the action. That I believe means so if I believe that this fire is going to harm me, I will never, never put my hand in the fire. If I believe that this education is going to be useful for my children, then I will send them there if I believe in that. But if I believe and have a right means and don't send, don't do this, then I don't believe properly. So always understand the difference between believing and difference between belonging. People sometimes belong to a community. So maybe there are people who support a Muslim causes, but they not necessarily believe in the Muslim causes. So for example, if you want to have a mosque <coughs> in the summer, because you know you want to pray, you want to have a mosque. You can't see there are many, many Muslims who don't pray and they never have need to pray, but they will support you. Maybe they will give money to you. Not because they want to pray, just because they belong to you. You belong, they belong to the same community. They want to help you because they have this belonging. But prayer is not their need. They don't feel a need to pray. And they don't believe that they, you know, if they pray, they're successful. They're not there. That's why they can support for the mosque, but not necessarily they can use the mosque. For example, I tell you another thing. You know, if you ask Muslims, you know, they will believe that how they should behave with their wives, how they should behave, how to treat their women in the house, the people will be. But you can see really, still people don't treat them well. Why? The reason basically is because they belong to this you know, faith. So they say, yeah, it is important, but they really don't believe that it is important for them to respect the women, and if they respect, they get reward from their Lord, and if they don't respect, they get sin from their Lord. They don't believe in this. They believe in not there. But they, believe, they basically belong to a community who actually has got this belief. So they, they belong to that, and that's what they want to support. So for example, like many women, they put on the head scarf. So the head scarf, basically, no doubt, you know, if you want to be pious, I really believe that you know piety is very very important in Islam and then you want to when you come outside you know that you know if you, you are pious and if you don't wear properly it could be the other means they either fall upon you and they commit sin and also sometimes could happen they can create problem for you and you become like them so you want to protect yourself in a way so other people's eyes don't fall upon you and you are also not tempted by them so you protect yourself so basically head scarf or your jilbab or your covering they protect you first believe in the piety and then after that you use your jilbab to protect your piety. But imagine for example somebody does not believe in the piety. They do really exactly like other people. But since they live in a Muslim community and where actually people don't wear put on head scarf, they are not respected. So they put head scarf. So they are not putting head scarf because they believe in that. They only put it because they belong to certain community. Like for example, many, many people have said to me that when you, you know, they're coming from Saudi Arabia and once they, once they are on the flight, they will see there are women next to them in a full jilbab and headscarf and, you know, and burqa and niqab. And soon the, you know, flight starts, these women will go to the, uh, to the toilet and they take off all the jilbab, all the niqab, headscarf, and they will come in a tight jean and sit next to you and you don't recognize who they are. So they have been wearing all those clothes. Why? Because they were in a community where everybody respects that. But once it's gone, they don't care about that because they don't believe in the jilbab. They don't believe in the niqab. They use the niqab as a belonging thing. 
That I'm trying to say. So many things that we do, we do because we belong to a certain community, not necessarily we believe in that. Belief must have two things. Need to something, then after that you believe in that, that you know, the solution of the need is this, and then you act upon that. Action must be coming. So for example, you believe to give, provide right education to your children, so then they get job. This is your need. Then somebody comes to you and says, yeah, your need can be fulfilled if you send your child to this college. And once you know that he's right, you believe in him, and then after that you send your children to that college, then basically you have got belief, Iman. If you don't send, still you can be some little belief, but not necessarily. Most likely it will be belonging, but not belief. Is it clear? In this universe, no doubt really, if people are, uh, people have pure heart and pure mind, everything tells them that you know they are here because their creator created them. Because he made them here. He has given them all the provision. He has provided them. So they feel really overwhelmed by his favors. They want to thank him. And they also believe that since he has done all those things, they, he must account something. He must have accountability. There must be day of judgment. But these, these things are not very clear in their mind because nobody knows everything. So then Allah has sent the messengers. Messengers come and tell you that, yeah, you know, no doubt you have got creator who created you. And he has day of judgment. And they make these things very clear. And the people are different. Some people accept immediately. Some people think more. Some people take more time. And then they believe. And then they work hard to please their Lord and to get paradise, to please their Lord, to be saved from the fire of hell. So if, so you can see really in this belief also you have got three parts. First part is your need to believe. And second thing is somebody comes and teaches you something you know, rightly which can fulfill your need. And third thing is once you know that how to fulfill your need, then you act upon that, you believe. So need comes first, then a right message comes to fulfill, fulfill your need properly and the third thing happens, action. That's why sometimes the Quran, Iman is used in the meaning of action as well. Though mostly Iman and Amal, Amal both will come to, uh, you know, separately. Iman and Amal, you believe and then you act upon that. Both will come together. And sometimes Iman actually includes Amal as well. So sometimes like in this verse, Quran says Al-Mu'mineen. Meaning is, you know, believers and believers, how can a believer if they don't act upon that? So sometimes Quran will say Mu'min believers, but Quran will mean the believers with Islam. Believers who have got the Amal, good action. Similarly, for example, sometimes Quran says Muslim, Islam. But Islam means Islam which is preceded by Iman. Iman is there before. Islam is the result of Iman. So sometimes Quran will say Iman or Islam, meaning Islam means Iman before that. And Quran says Iman means Iman which is followed by Islam. So sometimes Quran it makes clear difference between Iman and Islam. So use both words. And sometimes Quran use Iman and mean Iman and Islam both because you cannot detach Iman from the Amal. And sometimes Quran will say Islam or the Prophet will use the word Islam, but meaning there must be Iman before that. Because Islam never can come before without Iman. So people are confused. People think really, oh, Islam, you know, Iman, Islam, both are the same thing. They are not the same thing. Iman is, Iman is the beginning and Islam is the necessary part of that. Basically, Iman leads you to Islam. But you can use the word Iman and mean Iman, Islam, both. You can use the word Islam and you mean Iman before that as well. You can mean. And sometimes Quran, Sunnah, they will make both words very, very clear. But understand this properly that in this world no action can come unless people believe in something. And belief never can come unless people need something. When people need that, then they get right guidance for that thing. They believe in that. They act upon that. They get the result. To all the promise that Allah has made for the people, people in paradise or saving from the fire of hell, 
they are connected with the iman right belief and then acting upon that because if you don't act really it could be hypocrisy you say i believe but you don't act it means how can it possible that i believe this is fire and i don't save myself from the from the fire that why you can see really there are people who teach other people piety but they don't teach their own family you know what the problem is because they don't believe they do as part of job as part of profession they don't believe in that because when people believe they will prefer their family over anybody else if i believe in the food that food is going to save people's life i will feed my family before other other people's family you can never can imagine any person who has you know right mind that he makes his family hungry and feed everybody else no people will give food for, for the family first then after 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 that to other people if you believe really that one subhanallah is much much important than anything else and really it is so 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 precious you will teach this thing to your family before anybody else like the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in in madin munawwara when he got many many slaves his daughter fatima radhiyallahu anha she came and she said that you know you have got slaves giving to the people people's family to so i also need a slave so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to fatima radhiyallahu anha shouldn't i tell you something better than slave so she said why not and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said subhanallah 33 times alhamdulillah 33 times and allah was 33 times it is better for you than the slaves that what he believes and that what he is teaching but if i i will not teach that why because i don't believe in the reward of subhanallah i don't believe in the reward of alhamdulillah so that i'm trying to say that before islam people really need iman otherwise islam will become hypocrisy otherwise islam will become just belonging nothing more than that but when islam comes as a result of conviction you believe properly iman properly then no doubt this connection this thing really makes you much much stronger is it clear So for in, in this what it happened also in, in, for the hereafter things actually become amazing miracles because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala's power is more than anything else once you believe in him and then you act it upon it properly Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you so much power you cannot imagine really a believer has so much power nothing nobody can in this world it has also happened you can see for example somebody forced in love someone some people forced in the love of someone and when the love becomes deeper and deeper that person can do for the sake of his beloved you know things which we never can imagine he even can sacrifice his life for the sake of his beloved and he can do anything he can accept any humiliation for the sake of the beloved because the you know belief is so strong for you know in the beloved that he wants just to get her people who believe in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala their belief becomes so strong that you know you can harm them you can hurt them you can kill them but the enjoyment that they get from the belief actually is amazing that enjoyment they don't, nothing can make them to live there you can kill them you can make them alive and kill them again once again third but they never can leave their belief and you can see you know, and then all everything else actually to them becomes has meaning when it connected with the iman nothing else like for example this life because since we people don't believe what actually happen is so if i become a, a, a minister in my country you know in india what i will do I will cheat in a way so I can make me and all my family and people around me rich and rich as much possible. Because I don't believe anything. I don't don't believe that if I, when I cheat I get sin. I don't believe anything. I just want to give everybody to enjoy this, this life. So this is why because we I don't have belief. If I have belief and I know really that when I cheat it is fire of the hell in my house, then can I do like that? I never can do. So you can see there are Muslims. they become minister and they cheat and they make everybody rich they are muslim by name but they are not believers 
they don't believe so even if you got them power nothing will happen that i'm trying to say now in our time many many muslims they really want power they want a state the people said no, we want a state we want power if you give them all the power what will happen imagine for that if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives now any muslim group all the power that can imagine all the power that america has got all the power that russia has got all the power that europe has got and all the money that people have got if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that all the power and money to any muslim group what will happen nothing will change people will be corrupt people will fight because they don't have iman behind that they don't really believe properly that if they cheat allah will punish them they don't believe if they are not don't behave properly allah will punish them they don't believe the far afel so corruption will happen and when they get the power they will fight each other allah will curse in muslim history so in muslims actually have you know full power for more than 1000 year but most of the time many muslim countries they have been fighting each other because they the belief was not there it's not strong so i am trying to say that people must get belief properly you know with full conviction like you know when people actually send their children to the education they believe in the system and then they send them send them if you believe then islam comes this islam no doubt from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is favor from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it really help you and the whole society but if the islam comes or sharia comes without the iman it will be punishment and curse for all the people it never go to help anybody and consider there are so many muslim countries but they are corrupt do you think really the people in any muslim country they are better than the than the people living in this country you know if you give the freedom people from most muslim countries they will actually run away from there and they would like to prefer to settle in europe and america just think really why muslims want to run away from their own country just think what what happening here because it iman is not there they don't believe in there and also the people who are ruling they don't have iman iman is not there belief is not there that i'm trying to say that people need really that way all the messengers all the prophet they never started from the last thing they always start from the beginning beginning is iman all the messages the prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam start from the from the iman create the iman once iman is there then people sitting like for example in the time of umar radhiyallahu anhu he used to go in the streets of madina and he once he was behind a house and he heard a voice and he heard that a woman is saying to her daughter go and mix in a water in in the milk because you know if you sell you know the milk pure and you get money if you mix more water it becomes more milk you get more money so like you know in 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 india you know i, I was last time so there was a milk man used to give bring milk to our house so in the night he used to take 20 rupees for a kilo of milk but during the day time he used to take uh, you know uh, 25 or something like that so i said to him just you know i said to him that when you bring the same milk in the night it is 20 rupees per kilo and in the during the day time when you bring it is the you know 22 or 25 rupees why why the difference is so he said that the reason is because in the night time we can mix as much water as possible so we have more milk to less price it's the same thing but during the day time everybody can see properly so we mix you know less water that why the milk has to become more expensive you know less less water to so can see people always mix water because they want to make milk more and more so anyway actually india now saying is that you know it is in the past people used to mix in water in the milk but now they mix milk in the water because you know can you can see that how how they doing so anyway this woman was saying to her daughter go and mix water in the milk she said no um abir momini has you know said that you know the water should be milk should be pure nobody should mix anything so she said but you know where is amir momini here how can he see here so she said no if he is not there his lord is there allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees 
and then Umar the Latin no marked the house. And he came, and the next morning, you know, he asked you know, his sons that, you know, I don't have any desire for the marry, but, you know, so and so, this girl, she's so pious and things like that, who wants to marry you to marry? Then one of his sons asked him, <coughs> he got married from her, and the people say, Umar al-Aziz, he was grandson of that woman. So the piety actually came. So you just imagine really how the, this is actually what Iman does. That Iman, you know, you don't, you are not ruled by the state. Before being ruled by the state, you are ruled by your Lord. Allah's fear is there. Allah rules upon you. So for example, like, you know, people in India, they're making so much uh, uh, you know, laws now against the rape. And I know that, and many people say, make whatever laws you like, but it will fail. Simple thing in worldly matter is because there's no respect for the women in the heart of the people. But for Muslims, the simple thing is, people don't fear Allah Taala. People don't fear really that if they do any, any harm, hurt anybody, they are going to be accountable. So they do, make any law, nothing will happen. That what we need to bring really, the Iman properly. If Iman comes, then Islam will come. It really, you know, it, it make, make a difference. And you can see most good believers always have been when they did not have a state. Quran said, you know, tell me when Muslims got power in the time of Umar Khattar the Latranho and the people who are born in that time become believers, are they better or the people who became believers in Makkah al-Mukarramah? Tell me who are better believers. Those in Makkah al-Mukarramah. Because their belief is more unseen. In unseen. Because when Islam is spread everywhere, now everybody can see more fruits. The people become, now Islam becomes more belonging. But in the time of the Prophet Muhammad al-Mukarramah, Islam was not belonging. Islam was sacrifices. Islam was really Iman. If you change, you change completely. You cannot change from outside. Because, you know, you, people are going to persecute you. you, you is, is, Iman must be in, in the heart. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants that Iman. He, he wants really your heart, your mind, your body, your tongue. Every, everything should worship Him. That society, if that happens, you will see really people will change here. And I remember actually uh, uh, somebody here, it was, you know, a girl in this country, she became Muslim, white girl, she became Muslim from the university, one of the universities, and she was interviewed that why she became Muslim. And she said that, you know, next to her was living in the hostel, uh, a Muslim uh, boy. And, you know, like many, you know, people so much mixed, so she said that we so many times we tried him to, you know, he, to, to do zina, adultery, whatever, you know, to want to have a relation. But he always kept himself so so much uh, that you know he never involved with any of those things and never mixed with the we are surprised that you know so much mix and everybody free and people do whatever what happened and you know so many times people you know tried on him with women being naked and all those things but he still remained the firm and doing his thing he never interested in anything so people find asking what happened he said no i fear my lord allah is there you know nobody can see what but my god does not allow me to do something like that so that strike my mind that you know there, there is something which can stop the people. You know this what this is. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com Org and show your support, please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself.